Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, it's uh, a grim moment as we're recording just two hours after the Sharks go to Vancouver and win. We should be feeling a lot better about this moment. But, uh, we should? Well, we should feel better that they won. They won a game, dude, but I'll get to in that the process in of winning, they lost Joe Thornton in the first period to what looks like could be a nasty knee injury. Right. We don't know. Unknown, and I'm sure the Sharks will never tell us because we're at that time of year where they'll say lower body and everybody says, of course, it's lower body. We saw everybody saw the replay, but we'll never know any details about the severity or even really the exact location. We have to read the tea leaves and look at interpret coaches facial expressions and pray to various and sundry gods. There's no way we're going to know exactly what it is. Well, I mean, the, the latest report that I just read was that Joe walked out of the arena under his own power, but with a noticeable limp, was what the tweet said from Curtis Pashelka, who covers the Sharks for the San Jose Mercury News. So what does that mean to you when you hear that, dude? I know you're not a doctor, but you're going to play one on the podcast right now. I'm going to pretend what, I'm a doctor because I've met doctors in my life, and therefore so what, I feel what, qualified. What would you read into that if he walked but limping like Kaiser Soze? Right. Did he the then? Did he then ditch the limp and then get into a car with a mysterious man well, guess, yeah, who was a I lawyer? Guess, yeah, well... Yeah, we and and you know what? If you haven't seen that movie, then shame on you. Anyway, yeah, just, just we don't, pause we the don't podcast. Care. We ruined it for you. Just pause um, the podcast and go watch it, dude. What do you think about that? The injury or the walking? The walking. Um, well, I, like you said, I'm not a doctor, but if he destroyed his knee, and certainly that's what everybody was worried about. Um, if he destroyed his knee. There's no way he'd be walking unassisted on it. They would at least demand a brace or crutches or something for him to be. So he, if he like destroyed his ACL or something, he wouldn't just be walking around. Um, so at least we can say maybe it's not a catastrophic injury, but that doesn't say anything about how much time he might or might not miss. If it's a sprain, you might walk on it and yet be nowhere near playing for weeks. Right. I, I think it's a it's a given at this point that Thornton is going to be out for an unknown period of time. He's not going to play on Tuesday <laughs> against Calgary. Right. Like that, that that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry. They play. Sorry. They play uh, Vancouver again. Yeah, Vancouver again. On, um, on Tuesday, that's not going to happen. And um, I, I think. The, my initial thought when I saw it was, you know, not just Stanley Cup hopes dashed, but end of Joe Thornton's career was sort of what I 
thought initially. I just thought, you know, for a player of his age, I went, oh, my God. Like, if he blew up his knee, like, how was he ever going to come back from this? But hearing that he walked from the the arena to the Sharks transportation with a limp gives me some hope that at least, you know, if he had broke his leg, they obviously would never let him do that. Right. He broke his leg, he wouldn't be traveling back with the team, which is apparently what's happening. So, you know, um, for as awful, as much of a crap sandwich as this is, um, maybe it's not as horrible as it could have been. That's right. That's right. But we're, again, we're just guessing. And, of course... Uh, when I say more information will come out in the next couple of days, that means probably nothing. That means probably no we'll, information. We'll come out. We'll just know that he's not playing. But I think they're going to keep this a very closely guarded secret because the Sharks are going to the playoffs and they don't want other teams to know if he's going to play in game one of round one or if he's not coming back until the Sharks make it to the Stanley Cup finals. Like, I mean, like they don't want anybody to know what the true status is. So as you uh, said, dude, and this is new news, you know, uh, since last podcast, despite their recent attempts, the sharks are going to the playoffs. They are. I mean, (laughs) they are, they've, uh, just been playing so horribly, dude. And, um, you know, I think that you could probably stomach the Edmonton and Calgary games, more if they hadn't have played so horribly at the end of that road trip because those were two tough games going to Edmonton going to Calgary two playoff teams mm-hmm. um it wasn't awful right it, it wasn't as bad as their losses in sure. Dallas and Nashville that, that's true but I still mean, but the, the Calgary loss was was not good uh the Edmonton game was certainly uh, competitive, but um, you know you don't want to backslide into the playoffs and sort of uh, you know whoops I just I just happen to be here kind of moment, especially against some teams that are playing so well. Um, it certainly is it's not encouraging as the Sharks are rounding towards round one, dude with. No Thornton, no Couture. We're not even talking about Brendan Dillon, who left the game tonight as well. Um, <laughs> no one's talking about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even remember if, if he came back into the game after he left in the third period or not. I, I just very um, was so distracted by um, the Thornton injury, dude. But yeah, it's not encouraging, dude. It doesn't make you feel hopeful. It's funny how the last podcast, the Sharks had lost games and we were still fairly upbeat. And then now the Sharks just won a game and the world is ending. I mean, I've, I gotta be, I gotta be completely honest with you. I don't feel hardly at all better after the win tonight. I I really don't. I feel exactly the same. Well, I, I think I would have felt better if we didn't lose our one of our best players. Like, I mean, like, like, and for best case scenario is a couple weeks. Like, I mean, like, yeah, 
they'll be done before yeah. he's able to come back. Oh yes, which is which is uh, disappointing, dude. Um, but I think that if we're being realistic, um, like this is not good news, and I think all Sharks fans know this. But if you had Couture, you might be able to put some sort of a, you know, well, at least maybe Logan will move up to the top line, and but now you're down your top two centers, and you're you're in deep do. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think neither of the last two wins are awe-inspiring. You know, Vancouver's one of the worst teams in the league. Vancouver, they were up by two goals and coughed it up. We're losing in the game. Managed to score one late and then, you know, scored in overtime, which is essentially a crapshoot. So I was not heartened by that win. Well, I, mean, I, I think that one, I thought, was at least they scored five goals. Uh, they were playing a really good team in the Rangers. And I actually felt pretty good after that game. I was like, you know what? They did that um, with no no Couture. And um, the fact that they were able to have some sort of offensive showing gave me um, some positive vibes, dude. But um, it's the injuries that that, that are just making me feel so disheartened tonight. And um, it's not the position you wanted the team to be in as they were primed only three weeks ago for what we thought was possibly a deep Stanley Cup playoff run. Right. And and as Jamie Baker said you know, many times during the telecast tonight, I think the Sharks' major problem has been giving up too many goals. And that's why the Ranger game didn't make me feel very good because – they were in a good position. They were up by two, and then it all fell apart, and they started giving up goals in bunches like they've done throughout a lot of this road trip, You know, certainly in the Dallas and Nashville games, as you mentioned, and uh, even in the Calgary games. So the fact that they their defense just sort of went silent, went away again, to me was what made the Rangers game worse. Um, you know, not much better than than a loss. And, you know, the Vancouver game is good that they uh, only gave up a single goal tonight, although it was a weak one on Jones and it was late in the game. And Vancouver had about three great chances to tie the game late before the Sharks scored an empty net. I think three to one makes the game look a little bit more uh, out of reach than it was in fact. But the fact they only gave up one, I guess, is something good. But it's just the the lineup is is riddled with players that are not playing well and maybe the number one player is Brent Burns who is not playing very well he's definitely not scoring very much I noticed him like four times tonight doing stuff that I thought was objectively ill-advised in terms of defense um you know pinching with no one covering it, it creates a two-on-one the other way and then I see him sort of coasting through the neutral zone and he lets the trailer just blow right by him I mean it didn't nothing came of it but if there was a rebound, the trailer would have popped it in and that was his guy and he just let him go. The guy was two steps ahead of him and he had two steps on that guy in the neutral zone. It was just, I saw so many things like that tonight and I know there's been other things. I know there's been people in our comment threads who've been talking about Burns' sort of lackluster performance on defense and, and that doesn't that doesn't bode well. It seems like, 
I don't know. It seems like from a lot of guys, there's just sort of a, a like a, a lack of commitment that way. It's just, yeah, I will. You know, even one thing that made me crazy tonight is the Sharks are up 2-1. There's 50 seconds left in the game. Chris Tierney gets the puck in center ice, and he does this little easy backhand flip to see if he can score from the defensive zone because he's like trying to – it's like sort of on net – and they knock it down to the blue line and like maintain possession for another twenty seconds. I could have, I could have killed him. It's like, why are you doing that now? Like that is the dumbest thing. Get the puck out if you have to take the icing. I guess you take it, but there's so many other ways to clear the puck out than like see if you can just flip it over somebody's stick and hey, maybe it'll go in for an empty net. It's like, what are you doing? It's just it. It seems like the the Sharks are trying to make tricky plays when. You know, this last streak has shown that they're not in a position to do that. They got to play hard and tough and, and not uh, not fast and skilled right now. Yeah, dude, I, I can't disagree with anything that you just said. And um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the Sharks play in these last three games. There's a couple ways this could go. Uh, they could continue to spiral out of control and plummet down the standings without their two top centers and find themselves in a horrible spot, you know. Playing Chicago. You know, yeah, playing Chicago in the first round. Or they could find a way to rally together, and I think the thing that, that if you're looking to, to for some sort of hope, even though the Sharks aren't playing well, Maybe they'll wake up a little bit. Maybe they'll tighten things up defensively. They're going to have to win these next three games, and they're going to have to win without Couture and Thornton. They're going to have to win games 2-1, nothing. Like, they're going to have to win games like that because they're not going to be able to score, outscore opponents without their two top centers. So can they commit defensively to support Jones, make the right plays, make the smart plays, and try and get six points here at the end and see if they can maybe reinvent themselves a little bit. Um, you know, they've been winning on on the laurels of defensive hockey with this year anyways because yeah. they haven't been scoring. All year. But they're going to have to. But I don't think they've been doing it on purpose. I think they just haven't been able to score. You know, so I think they're going to have to recommit themselves to getting this right, and maybe without Joe Thornton, it'll it'll wake them up. It'll also be interesting to see, dude, if, if, if we didn't want to get a look at this right now anyways, but what does this team look like without Joe Thornton? Like, if Joe Thornton doesn't come back next year, like, is this, how much of a death blow is this? Like, if he's not around. Because the Sharks have to make a decision on whether Joe Thornton is coming back. And depending on how bad this knee injury is, it may make the decision for them. Yeah, uh, that's that's you're right. Because there there isn't an obvious candidate to take over. And, and as one of the best passers ever, and as a stone-cold lock for the Hall of Fame, it's not like you can just go out and get a replacement <laughs> for Joe Thornton. Uh you know, I, I don't know. That's that's a great question. I guess you have to hope that some of these younger guys are willing to take the next step. And, you know, most teams don't have a Joe Thornton, a guy who can just score 80 or 90 points a year. 
you know, most years, although, you know, Thornton's obviously had kind of a down year, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the question is, uh, you know, maybe it'll happen a little bit sooner. We all knew that his days were sort of numbered, but, uh, is it maybe, uh, it's a, it's a shorter string than we thought. Yeah. If this is a, a bad knee injury, like a, like a bad knee injury, dude, like, could we have just seen his last game in a Sharks uniform? I, yeah, I don't want to go that far, but it's it's certainly I, I, possible. I'm saying that it's possible. Now, based on what we know tonight, it doesn't sound like it's a, a, a knee shred situation. But, right. you know, it's, it's, it's frightening to think that. I don't think anybody's prepared for that moment. So uh, hopefully that's not what just happened. But it's not impossible that that's what we just saw. And it would be a horrible way to end an incredible career. So we're all lighting candles, and uh, we'll do our reverse Dan Boyle mojo here and try and will Joe Thornton back to the ice and have Logan Couture returning quickly. And, you know, maybe there's a miracle somewhere in here yet, dude, but it's hard to feel too upbeat as we enter these last three games and enter what appears to be virtual uh, – suicide in the playoffs yeah yeah do do you think one thing i was i was sort of looking at is do you think uh burns has played himself out of the norris trophy in this last stretch yes yeah definitely who do who's gonna win now um i mean mean, carlson's out carlson's out of the lineup too isn't he probably alexi seminoff okay could could happen i don't know dude let's uh let's i mean it's burns burns carlson headman Suter, Dowdy, Weber, Keith, you know, usual suspects, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. I mean, like, for, 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 we know East Coast people don't pay as much attention to what's going on in the West Coast. So that might play to Burns' favor that they're just going to look at the numbers and see how still dominant they are. Right. You know, compared to everybody else and not realize that he hasn't been playing well for the last several weeks, you know, that could work to his benefit. Um, But I think those people who have been watching the team know that he's really struggled. He's really struggled in the last couple of weeks. And um, I think it depends a lot about how Ottawa finishes um, if they finish as the second team in in the uh, Atlantic, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will be, you know, looking at Eric Carlson. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, he's had such a good year, dude. I, I'm really, I'm still. It'd be a, an incredible accomplishment for him. But. I know we've been watching him play for the last couple of weeks. It's not been good. Like, so right. it's, hard, it's hard to like make a strong case for it at this point. It is. It is. I think Carlson, the fact that I think he's out of the lineup, I think that's going to probably cement it for Burns most likely. If, if Carlson was continuing to play well and Burns, you know, continue to struggle and Carlson was in the lineup, then that's a different story, but I think Burns, he still does have five more points than Carlson does. Uh, 
and he has 13 more goals. So it's hard to... Does any other defenseman even have 20? I don't think any other defenseman even has 20 goals, and he has 28. So that's just a huge margin that's hard to disagree. You know, it's going to be hard to turn that away. The only thing that um, you could say is, you know, maybe, you know, people would say, oh, Weber, because like Montreal and Weber and the whole thing, but he doesn't have enough. You can't, you can't make a credible case for Shea Weber over, say, Duncan Keith or even Peter Angelo. So... Yeah. If, yeah. If, if Shea Weber was like third in scoring among defensemen, then I could definitely see like sort of people voting for him. But he is right now, he's 15th in scoring. So I don't think that's really a chance. So for that reason, I think it's going to be Burns. Yeah. I, you're swinging, you're, you're swaying me, dude. You're swaying me. Of course I want it to happen, dude. And I think that maybe I'm just uh, clouded with a whole lot of. Of negativity right now yeah it's hard not but, to be um you know he's had an amazing year just an amazing year it just hasn't been a great finish right but you know dude he needs to step it up in these next three games if he is the superstar of this team then he needs to show up in these next three games and if he does that and the sharks play good team defense and martin jones plays well you know, they still have a chance to finish strong. If they can win these next three games, dude, and if Logan Couture can come back and Joe Thornton's injury isn't as bad as it seems, you know, maybe they're not as dead in the water as we think, but that's painting an extremely rosy picture. That's right. Do we even know the extent of Couture? Do we have any idea when he's coming back? No. I mean, and, and that's, you know... You you've summed it up in terms of this time of year. Yeah, you don't know, you know anything. They're, they're not gonna they're not gonna share what the real deal is. So, you know, is he coming back? Are they gonna bring him back sooner because of what happened here? I think if he's close, he plays on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, if he's close. He plays on Tuesday because um, assuming Thornton will be out, which I think is pretty safe, like uh, they're going to need all hands on deck here. That's right. That's right. Dude, let's turn, let's turn to uh, more NHL type stuff. Um, Unless there's any more negativity you want to get out there. I'm sure we haven't bummed everybody out quite yet. (laughs) I think everybody was probably feeling bummed already, dude. They watched the game. If they saw the clip, everybody was expecting a full-on bum session. Well, dude, you know, obviously the Sharks are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They have uh, maybe the worst record of any team in the playoffs right now in their last 10. They certainly do, um, although Minnesota's not doing so great. Um, and, of course, the fact that the Sharks have dropped to the third seed is because Anaheim has not lost a game in regulation in the last 10 games. And Edmonton has only lost one in regulation in the last 10 games, winning the other nine. So certainly those two teams go on a major tear here late in the year. Uh, have you changed your mind? I know, you know, we seem, it seems like we were not that scared of Edmonton. Has the fact that they've been able to come on strong in the last couple of weeks changed your opinion of them in any way? Um. I, I don't think it's a great matchup for the Sharks based on how the Sharks are playing and, and the injuries. 
But I think if the Sharks were at full strength, I, I would not be that afraid of them. I just don't think they have the experience, and I, I don't think defensively they'll be able to hold up the way that they play. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be able to win games 5-3 to three in a playoff situation. But, um, I mean, the team that is it's scary is that they're, they've figured it out as Anaheim. I mean, that's the team that, if I was in Vegas right now, I, I would put my money on them, like, in the Pacific. Like, that's the team, if they, when they've figured it out, like, that's, that's scary, right? Yep. Oh, and- we've got a visitor, dude. We've got a visitor. This is a good luck charm. Okay, Come good. On Come on in here. This is uh, the Dudes on Hockey official cheerleader. Come here, honey. Do you want to say something here to the listeners? What would you like to say? Go Sharks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She's nodding. Yeah. This is radio. Yeah. Can you say <laughs> people can't see you right now, so they can only hear you. So Go Sharks. Um, what would you, what would you like to say about the Sharks? Uh, the Sharks are are good. And they, they're 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 very, uh, good at at doing something. All the things that they do, yeah. Yeah, that that's better analysis than uh, Mike and I have given all night in, in in thirty minutes. I just was thinking exactly the same thing, actually. I really appreciate that. Okay, let's see how we do here. Uh, since we've been depressing everyone, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready? We're going to see how well uh, my daughter knows her NHL mascots. Okay? Okay, I'm going to say the name of, of a team, and you tell me the name of the mascot. So, like, it's San Jose. The San Jose what? Sharks, right? Yeah. Okay, so how about the the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good job. Okay. And how about the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? Good job. Okay. And uh, Mike, why don't you ask her one? How about the Anaheim? Uh, oh. Hmm? Ducks. Ducks. Good job. All right, and we'll do one more for the way out the door. Let's see if you remember the Dallas Stars. All right, well, she did good. She got Pittsburgh Penguins, dude. It's good. And the Leafs. Pretty good. That's pretty good. We'll end with a high one. San Francisco. Go. Giants. All right, go Giants. All right, great job. Say goodbye to all the listeners, okay? Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to the show. All right. Okay. Go to bed, you, you rascal. <laughs> Dude, well, that that must have just uh, lifted everybody's uh, spirits, I hope, too. It did. The, the youth of America. I, I, I was actually asking Anaheim, like, as a real question because I had forgotten. So. Ah, dude. Uh, um, no, but I think you're right, actually, going back to the Anaheim point, is that of all the playoff teams in the Western Conference, Anaheim has given up the fewest goals, and uh, 
you know, if they and and they're not, you know, it's not like they've they've scored the well, have they scored the least number? They might have scored the least number they as well. Have. Uh, so, but they are certainly a defensive first team, and those are the kinds of teams that tend to do better in the playoffs. So, um, you know, San Jose Anaheim matchup, dude. Is that are you st- or are you still worried more about Calgary? Um, I'm still worried more about Calgary because they their their defense is better. Like they have better players on the blue line. Um, I mean, honestly, all three of those matchups suck right now. Like, I mean, like they're none of them are good. You wouldn't feel good about it. Uh, I don't think you'd make the Sharks a favorite in any of them, just based on right. uh, if they're going into it with no Couture, no Thornton, no way. I wouldn't make them a favorite in any of them. Um, so how, how we have fallen, dude. Two, know, we, two dude, weeks well, ago, we were I, so happy. We were riding high. We had like a seven-point lead in the division. And I now know, we're saying, well, regardless of the first-round matchup, the Sharks are going to be underdogs. Well, dude, we're missing, you know, two of our best players are yeah. out, and the team is skidding. They're sliding the wrong way. They look lost. Uh, There's still three games, dude. You hope that they can can figure it out, but if they were healthy, I'd be a little more upbeat. But uh, they're not only playing poorly, but they're not healthy. And, in, 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 and especially not healthy down the middle, you can't hide that. Right in the playoffs, that's you true. Can't hide that. So, um, it is discouraging, dude. If you look over in the there's it, the cool thing is is in the next week there's still a lot to be decided. Uh, we don't know who's going to win the Pacific. We don't know who's going to be in the wild card position. Who's going to be in one of the divisional positions? That's all very much up for grabs. St. Louis, Nashville, Calgary. San Jose, Anaheim, Edmonton, all kind of jockeying for position. Chicago and Minnesota are settled in to their spots as the one-two in the central. But everything else is up for grabs. That's right. Um, if you look at the Eastern Conference, dude, uh, the Metro, um, you know, Washington's kind of righted the ship there, and they seem to have pulled away in terms of uh, being the one seed, but. Uh, Pittsburgh and Columbus are going to continue to duke it out for who's going to have home ice in that matchup. Uh, the Rangers are are sort of locked in as that that number one wild card. It looks like Montreal is locked in at the top of the Atlantic. So we're going to see Rangers Montreal yep. again. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're going to see that, and then Washington's going to end up maybe facing. Well, Ottawa right now or gonna, Toronto probably. Ottawa and Toronto both have uh, two games in hand on Boston, so I think that it's likely going to be Boston that's going to be the the second wild card, just because they're a point up on Toronto and Ottawa right now. But those two teams both have two more games to play. That's true. Um, so you know, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. All those. You know, Boston's won five in a row. Um, if they continue to play well, and if that's who Washington draws... That's not I, a great matchup. That's not a great draw for them. Um, I'd much rather than play Ottawa or Toronto with Eric Carlson absolutely. out of the lineup. I mean, absolutely. Like, I think that if you're Washington, you, you know, you say you don't care, but I think if you pull Boston, that's not 
a, a great reward for winning the president's uh, trophy, right? Yeah, yeah. With Mar- <laughs> with Marchand and all the rest, it's just Marchand, not- and with you know when Tuka Rask is right, like he can be one of the best goalies in the NHL. So uh, that's that's a tough draw for Montreal if it happens that way. And you know, I I gotta say, dude, the Metro have the three best teams. But I, I like where Montreal is sitting right now. Like, if they can get past the Rangers, that's a big. Be, that's a big if. The Rangers yeah, might end up with the more Rangers points. Three times this year, and they've beaten them all three times this year, dude. Yeah, I, I'm just not necessarily as concerned about that. How crazy is the Metro? The New York might be the fourth seed in the Metropolitan Division and have more points than Montreal, who is going to win the Atlantic. How crazy is that? That's kind of crazy, dude. Definitely. Dude, we're going on a tour. You're taking me on a tour of your house. Where are we going? I am. We're going into the basement? Dude, someone just rang the doorbell. You're going to answer the door? I did. I did. You didn't even hear it. Wow. That's good. (laughs) Well, dude. On the fly, dude. Change on the fly. We got a lot to go here. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to go. We got three games, dude. Well, a lot can happen. A lot can happen in these next three games. And it's, it's... it's a mystery. We'll see, dude. We'll see. I'm not feeling awesome, but I... I don't know. I was going to say I'm not feeling... Uh, I, no, I feel terrible. <laughs> we got to hang in there, dude. I think the Sharks... Hopefully the Sharks are going to hang in there. Maybe they can put two and two together and get four points out of, out of Vancouver here at home. You know, and maybe we can find somebody else to step up. You know, Chris Tierney scored two against the Rangers. Tomas Hurdle scored two tonight. Maybe they can find, you know, maybe Joel Ward or Donskoy or Carlson or LeBanc can get on the board. Yeah, the, the, the pieces are here to step up and rally for three games. It's, it, like I said, they're either going to fold horribly and wallow in their own misery or... They're going to step up and play beyond where they probably should without two really great players. We'll see, dude. Yeah. Um, this will really show what this supporting cast is made of. I agree. Some of them are going to be pressed into some situations that uh, they wouldn't normally be put into in a very high-pressure environment. We'll see, dude. We're going to learn a lot about the future of the Sharks this week. You're right about that. That's that's another interesting point. We're going to see what can the Sharks do without Joe Thornton, which may hopefully will be further away in the future, but maybe sooner than we would like. We'll see, dude. We'll talk to everybody uh, after the season is over and before the playoffs start. Yep. All right. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.